0: Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. The show that keeps you updated with what's happening in the world of royalty from the British royal family through to the aristocracy and current events from around the royal world.
1: Hello and welcome to Right Royal Roundup. I'm Carolyn Cash and coming up in today's show, Members of the Royal Family commemorate the centenary of the First World War, there's royal news from Sweden, and there's more, so stay tuned.
0: Welcome to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Now crossing live to the throne.
1: The Governor-General, Sir Peter Cosgrove, was finally invested as the Principal Knight of the Order of Australia by the Queen at Balmoral Castle on the 5th of August. Sir Peter Cosgrove was appointed as Australia's Governor-General in January 2014. Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott announced in March that Peter Cosgrove would receive a knighthood. The previous Governor-General, Quentin Bryce, was created a Dame and she was invested with the insignia of a Dame of the Order of Australia at Buckingham Palace in July 2014.
0: On Right Royal Roundup, time now for a British Royal Family update. News and views from Buckingham Palace.
1: The Royal Family attended various commemoration services for the centenary of World War I on the 4th of August. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were in lead in Belgium with European royalty before joining the King and the Queen of the Belgians for lunch.
0: We were more four once in the last century. And today we friends and allies salute those who died to give us our freedom. We will remember them.
1: Prince Harry unveiled a memorial arch in Folkestone before hopping across the Channel to Belgium to attend an evening service. The Queen attended a service of commemoration at Craigie Church near Balmoral to mark the centenary of the First World War. The Prince of Wales attended a Commonwealth commemoration service at Glasgow Cathedral with British Prime Minister David Cameron, Australia's Governor-General Sir Peter Cosgrove and other Commonwealth Heads of Government. The Duchess of Cornwall represented the Queen at a solemn commemoration at Westminster Abbey at 10 p.m. The British Prime Minister David Cameron, Deputy Prime Minister Nick Clegg, and Leader of the Opposition Ed Miliband were among the dignitaries present. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge and Prince Harry planted poppies at the Tower of London the following day on the 5th of August. Each poppy represented a soldier from Britain or the Commonwealth who was killed during the Great War between 1914 and 1918. The Duke of York attended a commemoration service at St Anne's Cathedral in Belfast on the 4th of August, whilst the Princess Royal and Vice Admiral Sir Tim Lawrence attended a vigil service at the Chapel of St Nicholas in Castro at Carrisbrook Castle in Newport. The Earl and Countess of Wessex attended a service in Guildford that evening. Meanwhile, the Duke of Edinburgh attended a lunch at Cowes Haven before attending a commemoration service in Sandringham Parish Church later that evening.
0: Visit Right Royal Roundup on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup. Or you can check out our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au
1: Carl Gustav of Sweden has met with firefighters in Ramna on Wednesday the 6th of August to be kept up to date about the huge forest fire in Vastmanland. The King sent his condolences last Tuesday. This out-of-control bushfire has been raging for about a week. So far there has only been one death. It has already burnt out 150 square kilometres. About 1,000 Swedes have been already evacuated with about 4,500 residents of Norberg on standby. King Carl Gustav said, This is one of the largest forest fires in Sweden in modern times. I feel deeply concerned with people who have been asked to leave their homes. Forest fires are hitting many landowners and others who see their woods and fields beyond repair. I also understand that this is a very tough situation for all who struggle with fighting the fire. Rescue Service is working with volunteers, with helicopters and aircraft, using water to help fight this fire. A source claims that the unusually hot and stormy weather is fueling the flames. (music)
0: On Right Royal Roundup, we now go back in time for some Right Royal Regal History.
1: 300 years ago, on the 1st of August, Queen Anne died from a series of strokes at Kensington Palace. Queen Anne had suffered from poor health for many years, especially after 17 pregnancies, and only producing one child who survived infancy. William, Duke of Gloucester, suffered from water on the brain, and he died when he was only 11 years old which caused something of a constitutional crisis at the time. No one expected Anne, who was born in 1665, to ever become Queen. Her uncle Charles II had married Catherine of Braganza, hoped to produce the necessary heirs and spares. When Catherine proved barren, Charles II's brother James II and his daughters were next in line with the succession. Like our Mary, Anne married a Danish prince in 1683. Prince George had a distinguished military career fighting the Swedes. Ironically, there had been plans to marry Anne to her cousin Prince George Louis of Brunswick-Lunberg during the 1680s, but they came to nothing as neither liked each other. According to one source, the Germans did not consider Anne good enough for their prince. Mary II and her husband William of Orange had been unable to produce a surviving heir. Mary and William were offered the throne once Parliament declared James II had abdicated because he fled They ruled as William III and Mary II as joint rulers. There were conditions such as maintaining the Protestant religion and not interfering with the parliamentary process, which was the beginning of the modern constitutional monarchy. The 1701 Act of Succession named Electress Sophia of Hanover and her Protestant heirs to succeed Queen Anne. The British did not want Anne's half-brother, James Francis Edward, to inherit the throne, especially after his father James II's disastrous reign with his pro-Catholic reforms and nepotism, which provoked hostility from Anglicans, which cost him the throne in 1688. Mary II died of smallpox in 1694 and William III died after falling from his horse in 1702. Anne was 37 when she became Queen and she adopted Elizabeth I's motto, Semper Edom, which translates as, always one and the same. Her husband, Prince George of Denmark, paid homage to Queen Anne at her coronation. He was the first husband of a reigning monarch to do so and this would not be repeated until 1953 when Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, paid homage to his wife, Queen Elizabeth II. They had a happy marriage as Queen Anne and Prince George were devoted to each other. Queen Anne nursed her husband through ill health, despite her own ailments. According to sources, he was regarded as dull and boring by many of their contemporaries. Queen Anne was devastated when he died in 1708. By this time, Queen Anne herself was in poor health, in considerable pain and obese thanks to her numerous pregnancies, and she could barely walk. The Queen had to be moved around in chairs or by pulleys. Queen Anne had become so stout that her coffin was almost square. She was buried beside her husband in the Henry VII Chapel at Westminster Abbey. Queen Anne was a good monarch, despite not being an intellectual. Her reign saw the union with Scotland and some territorial gains. The Parliament was now divided into two parties, the Whigs and the Tories. However, Queen Anne had a very bossy control freak friend, Sarah Churchill, who failed to treat her with the deference of a Queen. Sarah tried to persuade Queen Anne to support the Whigs, even though she secretly preferred the Tories, but she wished to remain above politics. Sarah insisted the Queen left Kensington Palace to St James's Palace against her will, just after Prince George's death in 1708, and bitterly resented this intrusion upon her grief, so Sarah was eventually banished from court when Queen Anne decided she'd had enough. However, Sophia died two months before Anne, so Sophia's son and Anne's former suitor reigned as George I. Historic Royal Palaces are celebrating this centenary with the Glorious Georges Exhibition. The link can be found on our website at rightroyalroundup.com.au. That's all we have for this week. Thank you for joining us and we look forward to your company again next week. Music.
0: You've been listening to Right Royal Roundup with Carolyn Cash. Tune in next week for more of the latest royal news from around the world. And don't forget to like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Right Royal Roundup or visit our website, rightroyalroundup.com.au.